This is Peter Rosenberger, and one of the reasons I wrote my new book, A Minute for Caregivers, is because I remember the sinking, despairing feeling of struggling as a caregiver. No one knew what to say to me. I didn't understand, and others didn't understand me. For decades, I foraged along and tried to find my path through this medical nightmare that Gracie and I have endured for nearly 40 years. And I've learned to speak the language of caregivers. I speak fluent caregiver. No pastor, no counselor, no medical provider, no friend should ever throw their hands up and say, I don't know what to say to that caregiver. Because I do. Give them a copy of this book. It's called A Minute for Caregivers When Every Day Feels Like Monday. They're easy to read, one-minute chapters that speak directly to the heart of a caregiver, and you can get them wherever books are sold. A Minute for Caregivers When Every Day feels like Monday. Friends don't let friends caregive alone. He will be strong to deliver me safe and the joy of the Lord is my Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. That is Gracie and Russ Taff. And a big shout-out to Russ and his wife, Tori. Uh, they had their 44th anniversary yesterday, and that is a, quite an achievement. They've got an amazing story, and it's in their book, I Still Believe, and I would highly recommend that book. Russ and Tori have both been on the show before, and I uh, hope we can get it back on again. They, they're a wonderful couple, and he's a gospel recording icon and I uh, was grateful that he and Gracie were able to do that duet together. It's off of her CD, Resilient. Go get a copy of it today, hopeforthecaregiver.com. Just click on the Donate button, whatever you want to do to help support this with any kind of tax-deductible gift. I don't care what it is. Just if you like what you're hearing, get involved. We'll send you a copy of that CD. John, I want to end up with one last thing here. That's what they all say. <laughs> and we'll probably circle back to this on other shows. <laughs> yeah. But... but um. I think that for caregivers, and this may be much deeper than we can get into in the in eight minutes, but we'll do the best we can. I sure. think for a lot of caregivers, we're so busy looking at the externals. And there's two reasons. One of them, the externals are consuming so much of us. But we point to other people as the source of our discontent. And I think that that may be happening on a national level. This side is pointing, that side, this side, that side is pointing, this side. And it's their fault that I'm not happy. It's their fault that this is a problem. If they would just stop doing this, I would be okay. Right. But I have a group of friends who have helped me change my perspective. And this has been going, I've been working on this for many years. And I, these are core, core friends. And with their help, I've been able to look, instead of my circumstances, I've been able to look in the mirror. I've never wanted to look in the mirror. Because every time I look in the mirror, I see flaws and I see faults and I see everything that is wrong with me. And I, I feel shame, regret, embarrassment, all those kinds of things when I do that by myself. But when I have core people who care about me stand beside me as I look at myself, they're able to help me point out, hey, that looks good. That's pretty cool right there. That's That's special. That's valuable. That's important. This is worthy. There's the word. This is, this is why I do the show. Because I want to stand next to as many caregivers as I possibly can. 
and help them face that mirror without falling apart in despair and shame and regret and heartache and instead see worthiness and see something of value and see something of beauty and joy. People have done this for me. John does this for me. And I would be remiss and I'd be a lousy person if I didn't offer this same thing to other people. So I would like to end the show today, John and I saying this in concert together, that would you would you just take a, just a tiny leap of faith to be willing to look in the mirror and see yourself not as all the flaws that come rushing out at you, but see yourself as a beautiful example of, of love and compassion. I don't care how many mistakes you're making. You will never make as many as I have. But you're still doing it. And that's worthy and that's valuable. This is how God sees you as worthy and valuable. And he knows all your faults. I had a guy call into the show uh, about a week or two ago and on the broadcast show. And he said, you know, his wife told him that she had had some illnesses, lupus and some other things. But he was in love with her. And, 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 he, and she said, you know all this about me and you still want to marry me? And he laughed. He said, well, well, yeah. And and I thought, gosh, that's the gospel right there. God knows all these things about you, and he still wants you. Still sent a son to die for you on the cross. That's the whole point of it. And as a caregiver, I can only say to you, from my own experience, that if you're willing to take a leap of faith and stop looking at the people in your life that may be driving you absolutely barking mad and instead slow down, and look at the mirror with trusted friends. And if you've got no one else but just John and I on this show, we'll stand there with you. And we will affirm that in your life. Oh, yeah, look at that. Man, that is spectacular. Look at, look at, look at this right here. That is beautiful. That is worthy. You are why I do the show. John, close us out. Well, one thing that I wanted to, that really spoke to me on that, is that it is really, really difficult to see the wonderful, just awesome things. And I mean that in the, in the, in the biblical way of awesome things about who we are as people. And this is not a way to be arrogant or terrible about things or just self-centered or anything. No, it's just honest. This is, this is yeah, it's honest. And it's, and it's a little bit, and it's a correction from what happens when we're a caregiver is that it is very, very easy to see our flaws because they're oftentimes just rather large and, 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 and prominent in their effect. But to see the things that go right, to see the things that we did that were wonderful and, and like you said, beautiful or poetic or lyrical is just very difficult sometimes because, oh, it just went, it worked out. You know, of course we didn't see that. It worked out. There wasn't anything nagging at us to remind us about it. It just, it well, just worked. And we were deft about things. And I have and found. We're here, we're, my, here to, we're here to point that out for you. In my 35th year now, I have found that it is almost impossible to do that alone. It is just almost impossible, if not impossible. I can't say it's impossible, but I have not found it possible to do that alone. I have had to have the support of people around me who stood by me 
as I timidly and frighteningly held up a mirror and was willing well, hey, to see something besides the flaws. Hey, Peter, that's hey. a beautiful thing you're doing. Think about that next time you're looking in the mirror. <laughs> I think about that. And I, I, I've, I've learned to be not quite so frightened about it and so, not so despair. I think despair is even better word than frightened. There you go. Because we do see our flaws so much that it causes us despair. And I can't tell you how many tearful conversations I've had with caregivers who are just beating themselves without mercy. I mean, with no mercy over their mistakes or over this or that or whatever. And I quite truthfully can't count how many I've had with other people when I did the same thing. But let me tell you, when you have that conversation with someone who sees you for who you are and is willing to stand next to you and not allow this thing to go down into the, the, the uh, go off the cliffs of insanity, if you will, <laughs> there you go. the pits of despair, uh, to, to do a, a double Princess Bride metaphor, that is the first step towards being a healthier caregiver. That is your first step, is accepting the fact that you are doing something extraordinary. You're caring for another human being. However poorly you may think you're doing it, you're still doing it. And if the only people that you know that will stand with you on that is John and me, then this is the show for you. This is the place for you. We'll do it because others have done it for us. And uh, it is a privilege to do it for others. Healthy caregivers make better caregivers. It's just that simple. Go to HopeForTheCaregivers.com. John, thank you as always for just a wonderful conversation. You are. Thank you. You're the guy that helps me look in the mirror. <laughs> Back at you, bud. See you next week. All right, we'll see you next week. HopeForTheCaregiver.com. Thanks so much. You've heard me talk about Standing With Hope over the years. This is the prosthetic limb ministry that Gracie envisioned after losing both of her legs. Part of that outreach is our prosthetic limb recycling program. Did you know that prosthetic limbs can be recycled? No kidding. There is a correctional facility in Arizona that helps us recycle prosthetic limbs. And this facility is run by a group out of Nashville called Core Civic. And we met them over 11 years ago. And they stepped in to help us with this recycling program of taking prostheses and you disassemble them. You take the knee, the foot, the pylon, the tube clamps, the adapters, the screws, the liners, the prosthetic socks, all these things we can reuse and inmates help us do it. Before CoreCivic came along, I was sitting on the floor at our house or out in the garage and when we lived in Nashville and I had tools everywhere, limbs everywhere and feet, boxes of them and so forth. And I was doing all this myself and I'd make the kids help me. And it got to be too much for me. And so I was very grateful that CoreCivic stepped up and said, look, we are always looking for faith-based programs that are interesting and that give inmates a sense of satisfaction. And we'd love to be a part of this. And that's what they're doing. And you can see more about that at standingwithhope.com slash recycle. So please help us get the word out that we do recycle prosthetic limbs. We do arms as well, but the majority of amputations are, are lower limb. And that's where the focus of Standing With Hope is. And that's where Gracie's life is with her lower limb prostheses. And she's used some of her own limbs in this outreach uh, that she's recycled. I mean, she's been an amputee for over 30 years. So you go through a lot of legs and parts and other types of materials, and you can reuse prosthetic socks and liners if they're in good shape. All of this helps 
give the gift that keeps on walking. And it goes to this prison in Arizona where uh, it's such an extraordinary ministry. Think with that inmates volunteering for this, they want to do it. And they've had uh, amazing times with it. And I've had very moving conversation with the inmates that work in this program. And you can see again, all of that at standingwithhope.com slash recycle. They're putting together a big shipment right now for us to ship over. We do this pretty regularly throughout the year as inventory rises and they need it badly in Ghana. So please uh, go out to stadywithhope.com slash recycle and get the word out and help us do more. If you want to offset some of the shipping, you can always go to the giving page and be a part of what we're doing there. We're purchasing material in Ghana that they have to use that can't be recycled. We're shipping over stuff that can be, and we're doing all of this to lift others up and to point them to Christ. And that's the whole purpose of everything that we do, and that is why Gracie and I continue to be Standing With Hope. Standingwithhope.com Take my hand